Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. We've got breaking news. 13-year pro Alex Mack, center for the 49ers, has decided to call it quits and retire. Uh, not exactly the news that I think a lot of people were looking for, but Alex Mack has decided that he's going to go ahead and call this thing a career. And, and what is up to everyone that's jumping into chat? We had the news, of course, earlier that Alex Mack had decided to go ahead and restructure his deal uh, somewhat similar to what you know had happened last year uh, with Weston Richburg. And, and now it appears that... Uh, the 49ers are, gonna, are in need of a center. It, does that mean they have the answer on the roster? I think there's going to be a lot of conversation that goes into that. And, and what is up to everyone in chat? What's up, Lou? How's it going? So this is a news that we thought could happen, right? June 2nd, the exact same day that it happened last year with Weston Richburg, where the 49ers restructured Richburg and then went ahead and you know moved it down the line and uh, signed Alex Mack. So could the 49ers sign someone? Maybe. Could the answer be on the roster? There are some players that are, you know, on the roster that could be the starting center from Jake Brendel to, of course, Nick Zakel. They have Donovan West. Uh, so there are a lot of a lot of players available. And Lou is already bringing up in chat. Uh, does that mean we're going after Treader? I, I don't know for sure. Um, they, it could be. And, you know, just like that, JP Hellhard says, yeah, I knew when he restructured the deal. Yeah, it did start to look like he was going to retire after that deal was done. We know a lot of people were definitely reading into that, that he was going to go ahead and move on. And it's too bad because I think he really did stabilize the interior offensive line. Now you're going to have some questions at the center position and you already had some young guys, you know, around him with Aaron Banks and such. Uh, Jerome Davis says, I think we're good with what we have. And you know what? That could be Jerome. That really could. And I, I, that could be something exciting. You know what I mean? It, it, a new chapter potentially. And I've seen some people that are already jumping on kind of the bandwagon that I've been on since we had a draft. And that's potentially it's Nick Zakel. Uh, Nick Zakel could be that guy. I don't know if he's going to be able to start initially, but he's super intelligent. He'll be able to pick up this offense. And I think he's going to go in there and compete. Uh, so right now they have some options and we can go through those options as we talk. But right now, this is a big blow to the 49ers offensive line. They had to have known it was coming the way that Kyle Shannon kind of said, you know, I think you all know uh, where this is going. And I think that waiting until June 1st, now we have a, a clear understanding and, and Wanda's having the opinion that everyone has. It's like, damn, you know, here we go. And I think that's really too bad, you know, that we're going to be missing out on Alex Mack because I think, Having Alex Mack next to Aaron Banks for the season would have been nice. I think Aaron Banks is going to be the left guard. I think it would have been nice for him to have somebody to lean on, like you know, Aaron or like Alex Mack. Uh, but now it's not going to be. And so Jake Brendel would be the obvious choice, as he was the understudy last year for Alex Mack. Then you have at the guard position, you have Daniel Brunskill. Could Brunskill move over again? We know in 2020 
you know, they they did that. They moved him to center, and he was able to do a fair job. I wouldn't say it was a really good job, but he was learning the position, and he was learning it under interesting circumstances because, uh, you know, they had initially thought it was going to be, you know, Richburg. They had Ben Garland as well. It didn't work out with either one of those guys, and they had to make a lot of different changes. And so I think that Daniel Brunskill is an option for the 49ers to play center. I just don't know how good of an option. I don't know if they believe Jalen Moore you know, or one of these other guys like Colton McKivitz is ready to start at guard. And Bomber T says they better sign Treader. Well, we'll see because, you know, as part of this deal, and I'll look through the numbers right here, um, Alex Mack reworked his deal earlier in the day. And when he did, uh, the his base salary dropped from $5 million to $1.12 million this year, and then from $3.35 million to $1.165 million uh, next year, meaning the 49ers add over $4 million in cap space. And we know that that money that they saved just on this restructure, they already used uh, on their second round pick. Uh, Drake Jackson signed his deal uh, just a little bit ago. So that's something that's going to be, you know, that everyone's going to have out there as Jackson went ahead and made his move. And we can talk about that more tonight on our Q&A episode and hope everyone really does bring their Q&A to that because that's going to be exciting. Lou says, what is the money Treader's looking for besides wanting it guaranteed? I honestly don't know. I haven't heard exactly what Treader's looking for. As far as financially, I just know that for whatever reason, he's an all-pro caliber player that hasn't been signed yet. And what's up, Shooter? How's it going? Welcome to chat. I wonder what Treader is actually looking for and if the Niners are going to go ahead and try to make that move. They did need to free up some money. I think this was one of the first steps. This is something we talked about you know, the other day. Me and Alex was the potential of them freeing up not only money from Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, but if Alex Mack retired, that freed up some potentially a D-Ford uh, release could also free up another $1 million this year. It, it's what they have to do to be able to sign their draft picks. The big one, Drake Jackson, of course, he's going to make the most amount of money of the rookie contracts, but they're going to need around eight to eight and a half, nine million dollars to go ahead and sign their, their uh, draft class. And now they're going to you know start to do that right now. Drake Jackson's the first domino of the falls. And that's unfortunately one of the, the things that happens with Alex Mack. So, um, if you're, you know, if you're wondering what happened, if you're just jumping in the chat, Alex Mack has decided to call it quits after 13 seasons in the NFL. One of those seasons being with the 49ers, but uh, many years with the Cleveland Browns, and then of course the Atlanta Falcons. So it's it's a kind of a, a sad day because Alex Mack is such a really good football player, and the ability that he had on this offensive line. I remember the excitement last year, you know, when Trent Williams signed, and then. He went ahead and and bring uh, brought in uh, Alex Mack. You know, he kind of started, you know, adding these little little tidbits that maybe Mack was on his way, and that was so exciting. And so uh, that's one of those things that's a, a little bit uh, frustrating. And what's up to David Vilma? How's it going? Uh, and Tommy's coming in with baseball stuff. Um, but Bomber T says I think Ebucom is gone, and that's interesting. I know that there's been conversation in chat for a while. Lou has been saying, you know, that. Uh, potentially he's going to be gone, that Ebicom is going to be gone. But right now, the only one we do know is gone is Alex Mack. And the ramifications are going to be felt throughout the offensive line. And that was the biggest question that was facing this offensive line. And and now the, the Niners are going to have to make a little bit of, you know, some moves here. Uh, what are they going to do? Well, we're going to see. You know, it, I think the first thing to find out is what they do with Daniel Brunskill. Uh, and Tom uh, Coolball says, do you think they'll sign or trade for another veteran to replace Mac? You know what? That is one of the things that we've talked about for a while is the potential of them bringing in J.C. Treader. I think he's the most obvious name of players outside of the 49ers organization. I think J.C. Treader would do a great job in Kyle Shanahan's scheme, and he's an all-pro caliber player. In fact, I believe he's an upgrade over Alex Mack right now. Not Alex Mack that we saw playing you know, in the, the highlight of his career, uh, but the one that we're seeing right now. So that could definitely be a move the 49ers make. He is a free agent. All they have to do is be able to free up the cap space to be able to go get him. That cap space could be created, of course, by Jimmy Garoppolo being moved. So if they free up that space, then I think he's a real option for the 49ers. If they don't, then it's going to be an internal option. And those options are are Jake Brendel and Daniel Brunskill and Nick Zakel and potentially Donovan West, right? Those are the guys that the 49ers could be interested in and going center. And if they knew it was Alex Mack the whole entire time, that Alex Mack was going to retire, and they didn't address it in center early, it means they must feel pretty confident with who they have on the roster or a plan to go get somebody like J.C. Treader. So that's all going to play out in, in a little bit of time. So I'm excited, you know, about what happens with this room 
Uh, but I'm a little disappointed that Alex Mack is not going to be a part of it. Because I think with Alex Mack being a part of it and Banks sliding into left guard, even if it was Daniel Brunskill at the right guard spot, you feel like the offensive line you know, could withstand what was going to happen and potentially keep Trey Lance upright. Without Alex Mack, you are losing a really intelligent part of your offensive line. Uh, Lou says, do you think Lynch has talked to or has deal in the works for Treader waiting for Jimmy G move or Ebucom? He definitely could. I mean, they could have conversations with JC Treader. They could have had conversations with a lot of football players. So, I mean, it, they could have reached out to Treader and, and felt, you know, what the money was going to look like if they were to bring him in. And I would say that would be very intelligent for them to do. So I'm sure they've had some sort of conversations with his agent about, you know, what the framework of a contract would be and whether that is feasible. Because we do know how Kyle Shanahan likes these veteran centers. That's something he likes to do. He likes to bring these guys in, you know, that are veterans. I mean, they started right off the bat with Weston Richburg. They went from Daniel Kilgore, who was a holdover from the Harbaugh days, to, to Weston Richburg, who was a big, big signing at the time. And then once they uh, Richburg was ready to move on, they went Alex Mack, a guy that Kyle Shanahan was definitely familiar with. So a veteran center is something Kyle Shanahan normally goes with. Could there be a little bit of a change uh, right now? It, it might be through necessity. They don't have a lot of money to spend right now as Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the books. So right now it looks like the most obvious options are, are Brendel, Brunskill, and Zakel. So one of those three guys as of right now looks like they'll be the, the center in uh, Santa Clara. But we'll see. And Ronnie Montoya says, with Max new restructuring, does he still owe the team $2 million, or does that get wiped clean with this retirement? I think it does work out all of the money issues. In fact, there was a, a $500,000 bonus as well um, that now gets worked out. He gets that money. So they did a kind of gave uh, some money to Alex Mack to kind of send him on his way, and he did them a solid by reworking his deal. It's one of those good you know will things between the team and the player, both appreciative for what the other did for each other. And now Alex Mack can move on and, and go ahead and live his married life and move on to a civilian life as it would be. Uh, so Tommy Huxley says dead cap is 1.4 million, I think. Yeah, that was pretty equivalent to what it was going to be. There's always dead cap space when you have a guy, you know, that's retiring or moving on because of the, the amount of money through the signing bonus and roster bonuses and things like that. So that's part of what they're going to have to incur is the 1.4 million in dead money. Uh, it did free up a little bit and, We'll see what they do, but they do have a quarterback uh, that is worth $25 million. And so they could free up cap space in a hurry. And in fact, you know, I, I, somebody brought it up in chat last week is the 49ers could go from dead last in cap space to first in cap space, uh, or it was like first or second in cap space with just Jimmy Garoppolo being moved. And that's something that can, that can happen. And Kelly Young is saying what I'm kind of feeling as well. I don't want Brunskill starting at center. He wouldn't be my first choice starting at center either. I think he's more natural at guard and tackle. I think he does really well there. I think at center, he's he's average. You know, that's what we saw in 2020. Could he get better? Of course. You know, that's something if if he's known for a while, too, that he was going to be making the move to center, uh, he could get better. But we know right now in OTAs that it's, it's Ben, Brendel. You know, it's it's Ben, Brendel that's pretty much handled it. And so Brendel is right now the leader in the clubhouse at the center position. And I don't think anyone's going, oh my gosh, we got Jake Brendel. We're good. I, I think Jim, Jake Brendel's a solid player, and, and I think he's got some ability, but I don't think anyone pencils him as the starter and is really excited about it. So I think that they're going to have to you know, address this position. Maybe they did already in the draft, if it's Zakel or if it's Donovan West. Uh, one of those guys would make sense, but I do think now Zakel is in the competition for center. I think he really is. Uh, Donald Johnson said, I was thinking Mac was coming back. I was hoping. I'll be honest. I, I was really hoping. I even tried, once I read about the restructuring information, I really tried to convince myself that that many was coming back, even though all the while it just it was eerily similar to what we saw from Weston Richburg at restructure, you know, to make the money work for both sides and then the retirement of Alex Mack. So uh, that that's that's too much. And then Maurice says, J.C. Treader's still a free agent. Yeah, exactly, Maurice. And I think J.C. Treader would be a target for the 49ers unless they believe they have the answer already on the roster. And I think Treader's better than anyone we currently have on the roster. I would love to see JC Treader come in, even if it was for one year. So that way a player like Nick Zakel could be his understudy and learn and be able to develop as a rookie. If they believe that he was ready to go right now, you know, and Tommy Huxley says we should have drafted Creed Humphreys. That that's, that's one of the things, right? Creed Humphreys was available when Aaron Banks was available. Creed Humphreys ends up being an all pro center for the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah. He, he's a good player. 
but once again the 49ers uh value on players they don't normally value centers that high and that's why they didn't go with a center that high but they went with the left guard and let's see i mean if banks comes out and, and absolutely tears it up you know then at least it'll soften that blow a little bit but creed humphreys seems to be a big miss for a lot of football teams because he's a very good football player uh lou says can you get mac on the show for an interview bold um i would i would love to get mac on the show for an interview that would be a lot of fun he's a super smart guy and i would be excited about talking to alex mac but i i think uh it's something it it's something that um i was hoping we weren't gonna see it's a day that you know i don't think any 49er fan really wanted to see was alex mac retire i think we'd have felt more comfortable with the situation if we had a legit guy behind him like nick zakel coming into a second year i think we'd feel better about that uh tom says I was always under the impression that if, when they trade Jimmy G, that it'll, they'll need to sign Debo Nick Bosa. Is there someone else other than D4 they can release or trade to create more cap space? With D4 even, they only free up $1 million this year and $2 million next year. There's not a lot of cap space right there. The Jimmy G trade will definitely help. The thing with, with Debo Samuel is the way that they can structure the contract is they can actually push most of the money down the road a little bit. So it doesn't actually have to affect the salary cap this season. So it doesn't mean the money that they free up from Jimmy Garoppolo will ultimately go to him. I think they could, and that would help lessen the blow down the line. But the salary cap's going to continue to go up for 2023, 2024, and so on. And I think that's when you start worrying about Nick Bosa. Now, the 49ers have a lot of cap space in 2023 with a lot of contracts coming off the books. Most of the 49ers contracts right now are one-year deals. So that's just something to, to keep in mind that the 49ers are going to have the freedom to be able to sign Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. How much of that money from the Jimmy Garoppolo contract gets used? I don't know, you know, but I think that they know, knew for a while that Alex Mack was going to retire. And these are the necessary steps that they've taken so far. So we'll see. Uh, Mr. Sweden says, uh, Brunskill is a liability as a full-time player. He's a one play sub. If someone loses a shoe, um, I think in a perfect world, uh, Brunskill would be the swing tackle. I think in a perfect world, Brunskill is your first guy in with the versatility to play any position, something similar to what Nick Zakel can do. Um, so yeah, I would be excited about that potential and and maybe that'll happen eventually. Maybe we will get a situation where Brunskill is a swing tackle. Jalen Moore was able to come in and beat him out at guard, but Brunskill's finally getting paid. He's making $2.4 million this year. That's the most he's ever made in the NFL. And so I think that right now there's a they find value still in Brunskill, whether that is... Like Mr. Sweet said, he's going to be a guy that comes in off the bench or if he's a guy that comes in and starts. But in March, Kyle Shanahan said that Jalen Moore was going to be able to compete with Daniel Brunskill. And the the fact that they were talking about Aaron Banks would have gotten into the season if it wouldn't have been, or into yeah into last season, if it wouldn't have been for the chemistry and camaraderie of the, the players ahead of him, I think that means that they think that these two young guys can go get it done. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and Ronnie, Ronnie Montoya says, can you see the team restructuring Jimmy Ward? They could ultimately do that. Now, what it would be is a extension. They would extend Jimmy Ward and that would, you know, free up some money from this year and move it kind of down the line, uh, that, that they could do. I, I don't know as much about a restructure as I do, you know, an actual extension. So I'm kind of excited about that potential if they did. It, and I thought it was already going to happen. Um, so maybe they're undecided about Jimmy Ward or maybe they're not close on money. But those are things that are going to work out. And what's up, Paul? Welcome to chat. What's up, Stovey? Welcome. Uh, Jess as well. Uh, and Lou says, Brunskill's on a one-year deal, and I don't see any long-term with him. Yeah, maybe. And Tommy Huxley with a $2 super chat. The O-line will be dead last last behind Sensi. Woo! And the line's going to be dead last. Uh, I'm not ready to go with that. And part of the reason, Tommy, is I like some of the young players. I like uh, Spencer Burford. I like Nick Sakel. I think they have a lot of ability. So I'm not ready to say that they're going to be last, but there are some questions that definitely need to be answered in this room now. And Alex Mack was one of those big questions and that domino fell. So now let's see how the 49ers react to it. I mean, it could be as simple as them going out and getting J.C. Treader. If they go out and get J.C. Treader, then everything's answered, right? Then all you're going back to is a competition at right guard between Moore, uh, Burford, and um, Brunskill. And you're going to Aaron Banks at left guard. Now, could he be competing with Colt McKivitz? Yeah, he could be. But I think all signs are pointing towards Alex Mack going ahead and being, I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Banks going ahead and being the starting left guard. Uh, so I think that right now, the 40 years have definitely drafted and developed younger players that they think can make an impact on their team right now. And uh, that's what they're going to have to go with because now they've had a, a big time player like Alex Mack, you know, go ahead and, and, uh, 
and move on. And that's unfortunate. That really is. Uh, because I think he would have been really big for the San Francisco 49ers team in 2022, helping young Trey Lance uh, start his first season. So I'm excited about, you know, the potential still for this offensive line, but it definitely took a blow today with Alex Mack retiring. I think everyone wanted Alex Mack back. The fact that he's not, it stinks. The good news is the 49ers are definitely, um, you know, in a in a place where they have the money once they move on from Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to bring someone in. Uh, James Combs says, cutting back from South Carolina. What's good, buddy? How's it going, James? I hope you're having a good time out there in South Carolina. I'm doing good. I wish I was coming on here with breaking news that Alex Mack was returning, but he's retiring. So we're we're talking about that. And uh, thanks for coming through, James. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, this this whole thing, it, it's been kind of, you know, back and forth on Alex Mack and a lot of people saying he was leaning this way. He was learning that. Uh, so uh, and John Sacrisco said, yep, I just heard about this move. Time to turn the page. It is going to be time to turn the page on Alex Mack, and they're going to have to, uh, you know, make some necessities. And Bomber T says Mack was too sweaty, though. Gross. Um, Mack did provide some storylines, and one of those storylines was last year being able to take a snap, you know, with him uh, being extra sweaty. That was something that they definitely dealt with. Uh, so Bomber T coming through with that right now. Donald Johnson says, I'm not worried yet. No need to worry yet. I'm trusting Kyle and the staff. Yeah, no need to worry. I think what it does is just provide more questions. You know, more things that we need to figure out as this offensive line is being built. And we'll see. You know, I mean, I think that was one of the big ones was Alex Mack. Because if he came back, you knew you were established and set at the center position. As soon as he doesn't, then it asks questions about Brunskill. You know, we didn't have Brunskill questions as long as Alex Mack's at center. But now we do have Brunskill questions. Uh, so so we'll see. And uh, Callie Young says, Banks appears to be in better shape. Oh, tremendous. He looks fantastic. They did a really good job of changing his body uh, structure. He looks so much different. Uh, got rid of fat, got more muscle. The guy's put in the work. So I really hope that he has a big time season because he's definitely working his butt off to be that guy. And good up to him for staying there and working with the 49ers staff. And David Hasselhoff says, Wes is the future center. He could be. We'll see. I think he's going to get all the reps at center. I think it's an easier transition from center to guard if they decide to move him to guard. But guard is absolutely loaded. So um, I, I think that West could be a guy that's in the competition. He was taking 13 reps at OTA so far, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Lou says, I heard rumors of Armstead moving out to the end again on first and second down. Is that the case? Do we need Ebucom because of, you know, uh, here we go, Lou. Do we need Ebucom because Drake can come in on pass downs? I still believe that they, they are going to keep Samson Ebucom. The production he had down the stretch, and what's up, Grish? Uh, it is something that was impressive. Three and a half sacks in the last five games. That's the kind of production you need opposite of Nick Bosa. And they could be just scratching the surface on his potential. So I don't know if they really want to move on from Samson Ebicom right now in the last year of his contract. I know it would free up $6.5 million. But do you have to free up $6.5 million when you have Jimmy Garoppolo's $25.2 million eventually coming off the books, whether that's through trade or getting released? I, I don't think you have to. And I think you want to keep that you know, as a, a place, you know, where you really want uh, him at. And then Mike Kenny says, think maybe John Lynch has a had a treader deal in, in, uh, in the briefcase all along. Love Mac. Don't see this uh, his like anywhere. Certainly not the current roster. Yeah, um, I think he could. You know, maybe it is a treader move. And I think a lot of people are going to be pushing for uh, treader. And KNDR says plot twist. Mac retires to free up cap space for Gore. That's the other news. We'll talk about that tonight. Frank Gore potentially or is going to retire a 49 not potentially, but he's going to do it. Uh, so that'll see something. And, and uh, San Francisco saying the same thing. Will this open the door for JC Treader? It could. That's definitely something that happens. Uh, Stovey saying, let's, let's chill and see what happens in camp. That's what's exciting, right? Preseason in camp is going to be fun. The competition. That's what Paul's talking about as well. The camp competition between these young guys, Donovan West, Nick Zakel, Jake Brendel is going to be fun. And they could be throwing Daniel Brunskill in there. I hope they leave Brunskill in there competing with Jalen Moore at right guard. I think that's the that's a really good situation for the 49ers. And then I would let Brendel, you know, go ahead and compete in there with Nick Sakel. Now the good news is in Kyle Shanahan's system, the center doesn't call things. Uh, he's not the one that calls protections and stuff. That's on the quarterback. So that'll be on Trey Lance. So I think that's a, that's a good that's good news for the 49ers. Um, Grish says I agree. It's going to be West. He is smart and capable operating center at ASU. I do like West. Here's the problem with West. Right now, he needs to fix some 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 things that he does technique-wise. He plays a little tall at times. 
uh, and there's some hand placement issues. And I think if he gets better at that, and we talk, he talked about his thumb, so maybe the hand issues could be as simple as his thumb was injured. Uh, so we'll see how he develops, but right now he's taking third-team reps. So we'll see if he moves up the depth chart, and if they actually start taking um, snaps with Nick Sakel. Sakel has been playing left guard so far in OTAs, and uh, haven't heard him about him taking any reps at center. Um, Ronnie says, at least the very at the very least, us fans have an answer about Mac, and it's for sure the hole we needed to fill. Yeah, there there's at least an answer, right? One of these questions has been answered. Now the dominoes fall, and let's see how those dominoes fall. And once we know where Daniel Brunsko is going to be, then I think it's going to be a better understanding of of how this offensive line is going to be constituted. Could we finally get a long term answer that's going to be with Trey Lance for years to come? I think that would be the best situation for sure. Uh, Lou says the question is when does Jimmy G come off? It's got to be after he clears, uh, you know, physically. He's got to be able to be cleared physically. Once he does, then he can get moved because then the 49ers can release him without an $8 million really hindering them this year. And then, uh, you know, then they'll have that money to spend. I don't think they want to lose that money. And I think that's when it happens. Plus, any team that's interested in trading for him wants to make sure that shoulder is healthy. They're going to want to look at the medical. They're going to want to see him throw. And once that happens, then they're going to have to work out some sort of a contract restructure with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm talking about the team he would be traded to. Uh, that way they can make it work because no team wants to take on his full $27 million salary. And I don't think the 49ers want to take any of his salary and keep any of it just for draft picks. I think that money is... Uh, more valuable to the 49ers than the draft picks they would get back. Uh, Sam Combs says, but Ebicom did that with Armstead inside, where he should stay. I agree with Armstead staying inside. I think Armstead should stay inside. I think that's the best situation for the 49ers. Uh, so I hope he does. And and John says, Ant, what, what about Jimmy G restructuring his contract? Is that a thing? And since I just uh, talked about it, that's that's I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, well, he could restructure it with another team. I don't think he restructures with the 49ers. So, um, and Eric Garcia just says, K, <laughs> um, so, so maybe. And so, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's, that's going to happen right now is there's going to be some, some questions and some things that are going to come out of this, uh, because of, you know, Alex Mack and the kind of the, the fallout and it's okay to have fallout. Sometimes I think they've been doing a good time, um, to go ahead and try to sign these guys and, uh, you know, Ronnie, my toy is talking about deadline to sign the team and sign the rookies. They're going to get it done now. I, I think that, you know, Drake Jackson falling was the big piece that all these other players will start to get signed. They have definitely had a plan. And the, the I, I didn't believe it at the time. I thought before they were getting to free agency, they were going to go ahead and move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. But they have a plan for sure to go ahead and you know sign these draft picks and, and make all the moves with Jimmy Garoppolo's money still being on the books. They are definitely, you know, have... I guess putting out that uh, type of look that the 49ers can hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo even into the year. I don't know if they're willing to do that or not. I think they are hoping that there's going to be a situation where they can unload him. Kyle Shanahan said he still looks for Jimmy Garoppolo to get traded, so maybe he will. And what's up, Robert? Welcome to chat. Um, so I, I think that there's still a move, and Tommy's talking about that. Yes, and they have a plan. Trust the process. There is a plan, and I think that they've stuck to it pretty well even though it didn't look like uh, the plan that everyone wanted, right? We wanted Jimmy Garoppolo move before free agency. We wanted all that money to be spent in, in free agency on players that could definitely help this team. They did make a big move in Tarverius Ward. I think that was one of the, the biggest moves in the offseason. The 49ers a shift to their secondary a little bit. Uh, I don't think there was as many questions about Alex Mack at the time, but now Alex Mack is gone. Um, and, and Brother Man says, damn, good luck with the, your retirement. Yeah, that, it is good luck. Uh, with the retirement for Alex Mack, a really good dude and a good football player. I enjoyed watching him this year. I'd watched him some in Atlanta and, and Cleveland. He's one of those guys that just gets after it. He's a pro's pro. I think everyone really liked Alex Mack. So it's it's unfortunate that we're not going to see him playing, you know, in Santa Clara in that red and gold again. Um, but he'll be remembered as a, a really fun player to watch. It's too bad that it was only one year. I was hoping that it would be for at least two. Lou says, why do we keep saying we're going to lose that $8 million? If we If he signs anywhere else, we'll get it back next year, correct? Yeah, so here's the caveat, though, Lou. He ha would have to sign a contract for $8 million or more. If he doesn't, you don't get that money back at all. So if he went somewhere to be a starting quarterback or compete for a starting quarterback job and they gave him a contract of $6 million for this year, the 49ers are out $8 million. If he goes and he signs for over that, the 49ers get it back the next year. That's correct. But then what are you doing with the money? You know, maybe they want to use that money this year. You know what I mean? So I think that's one of those things to consider. And I think 
there is a, a potential that Jimmy Garoppolo would take less money to be a starting quarterback somewhere. You know, I don't I don't think he wants to. I don't think that's something he really wants to do, but he would because he wants to be a starting quarterback because he's in. He'll be in the last year of his or one. It'll be a one year deal if he got released. Uh, someone's going to sign him to a one year prove it deal, and if it was one year, six, seven million dollars, something seven million dollars like Mitchell Trubisky got. You know, for Jimmy Garoppolo to come and compete with their starter if they feel like their starter's a more of a lame duck. You know, it's late in the process now. Then Jimmy Garoppolo goes in there and competes, and, you know, maybe he wins the job and maybe he doesn't. Um, so I, I think that's it's one of those things where there's no guarantee that that money's coming back to you if you go ahead and release him. And it, that would be unfortunate if not only did you, uh, you know, you freed up the money, but you lost $8 million of it because of, you know, Jimmy going ahead and not being cleared. You might as well just wait right now. Just wait until he gets cleared. And then once he does, you don't have to worry about losing that $8 million. Uh, and Donald Dawson says, I don't think Jimmy will sign a contract less than $8 million. Maybe he won't. Um, but, you know, are you sure? You know what I mean? I, I, it's one of those things where you're not sure all the way. You know what I mean? I, I think, do I think Jimmy Garoppolo's value is more than $8 million? Yes. But do I think Jimmy Garoppolo values being a starting quarterback in this league? Yeah. And we're here we are sitting in June. There's not very many roster spots for quarterbacks available, you know, and you got so much money in Carolina tied up in the quarterback position already with Sam Darnold. They don't have a lot of money to spend. The New York Giants don't have a lot of money to spend. So, uh, you know, potentially there's not a lot of money out there. And it's not so much how much Jimmy's worth and how much how much money, uh, you know, somebody's willing to pay you. And when they don't have to pay you, they have leverage. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have a large list of places where he can go play. I think the 49ers still want to trade him. I think that's their best situation. And I think in that scenario, he would restructure his deal for wherever team he's going to go because he wants to be a starting quarterback. Uh, Bomber T says, hopefully McGlinchey will be ready. If not, O-line looks like something out of the CFL. I think Mike McGlinchey is going to be ready. Um, I think uh, Mike McGlinchey will be ready at right tackle, left tackle with Trent Williams. You're looking good there. I think after that, there are some questions. I mean, if it's Daniel Brunskill, you know you got at least a starter from last year playing right guard. So you understand what you have there. As far as the center position, um, you know, we, we don't know. It's completely up in the air right now. And left guard, it appears it's going to be Aaron Banks, a guy they drafted in the second round who they have a lot of uh, belief in. And the fact that he's reworked his body and worked so hard and the things that they said about him last year at least make you optimistic. Uh, but from the outside in, this isn't one of those offensive lines that you're super excited about right off the bat. And Lou's throw it into chat, Saquon. Um, Saquon Barkley for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if that's going to happen. I honestly don't think uh, the Foyers are going to make that sort of a move. If they did, that'd be really interesting, though. And Eric Gainson's when asking what teams would pay for Jimmy Garoppolo, you have to consider his injury history. I'm sure teams are worried about sinking a lot of money into a player who has high chance of ending up on the on the IR. I'm definitely with you on that, Eric. I think that would play into it. Him coming off a shoulder injury, I think most teams would want to sign him to a one-year prove-it deal to see what he could do in one season see if he could stay healthy before they really put more money into it. Uh, so I don't think it would be a big-time contract for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Could he get more than $8 million? Yeah, he could. Um, but I do think there's a reality in which he doesn't get $8 million. So that's something we always have to take into consideration. And so, you know, Alex Mack is going to be on his way, and the four years are going to have to be deciding who is going to be, you know, giving snaps to Trey Lance. Um, we'll see. We'll see who that ends up being. Could it be... You know, one of these guys on the roster, I want to know what chat thinks. Would you be more comfortable with the 49ers going with Jake Brendel, Nick Zakel, Donovan West, or Daniel Brunskill, or would it be J.C. Treader? Uh, is everyone in chat just wanting to go J.C. Treader, wanting to go for the free agent? Let's go ahead and get that guy because he's the most important to the San Francisco 49ers team right now. We know how Kyle Shanahan values the offensive line. He goes left tackle, then right tackle, then center. So, I mean, do we think that J.C. Treader coming in would stabilize this offensive line? And should the 49ers go and spend that money? Um, Grish says, I don't. We should blame John and Kyle for Jimmy G's situation. It is out of their control, and it puts them in touch in a, in a tough situation. Most talk show hosts blame it on Kyle and John. I disagree. I think there were other circumstances that go into it. Um, so I kind of agree with you, Grish, on that. I think that there were other circumstances. I think Matt Ryan being put into the situation – uh, I think, uh, you know, some of the other guys that just became available at the wrong time and then Jimmy G dealing with the shoulder surgery that um, they didn't expect him to have shoulder surgery. I think all those things went into making it hard. And Deshaun Watson was a big wrinkle in there. So uh, Jimmy Garolo says Gary Jr. is back. Uh, okay. 
Uh, BB50 says, what What about JC Treader? Yeah, Bomber C says, better get better get Treader. There's a lot of push for it to be Treader. Um, so, I mean, could it be? I mean, it, he's, he's the best option, probably. I think he's the best option. He's better than anyone we currently have on the roster. So you're right. I think that could be the best option is JC Treader. But will the 49ers be willing to go ahead and, and use that money that they free up from potentially Jimmy Garoppolo or from Alex Mack or any of these other guys to go ahead and bring in a you know a high price free agent. Treader's still sitting out there and he wants a lot of guaranteed money. So if they're willing to make that investment, then yeah, I'm sure they could have JC Treader. And in that situation, I think everyone would feel pretty comfortable with that offensive line. Then our only questions are going to be who's starting at you know right guard. I, I think that would answer some questions uh, the same way that Alex Mack would have definitely answered some questions if he decided to come back. Paul says draft and develop, promote from inside in all Shanahan concepts. Uh, they, it looks like they are drafting and developing, but do they need a stopgap? I think that's the biggest question. Uh, they draft and develop Aaron Banks. They draft and develop Jalen Moore. Both those guys are going to compete for starting jobs this year. And then at the center position, they drafted Nick Sakel. They signed undrafted free agent Donovan West to go ahead and compete with Jake Brendel. So I think they are in a draft and develop type of situation. All the while, I didn't mention fourth-round pick Spencer Burford, who also could compete on this offensive line. So I think that, you know, they, they're doing a good job of bringing in players that have a lot of versatility to move inside and out. And I think they understand that this could be the end of the road for Mike McGlinchey as well. We could be talking about Mike McGlinchey being, you know, gone next year and the 49ers filling that right tackle spot. Uh, so I think they're looking to continually have to replace players that they've counted on for years to come. Uh, Eric says, Kyle and John made a mistake not trading Jimmy last year. This year, they didn't have a choice as he was injured and then rehabbing from surgery. Yeah, you could look back. You could say that potentially, um, you know, they should have traded him last year. The only thing is without because they didn't trade him, they got to the NFC championship game. You know, they put themselves in position to win a Super Bowl. Um, my belief has been since last year that, you know, Jimmy G was going to be the quarterback last year, starting quarterback, and that this year was going to be Trey's team. So far, they've kind of stuck with that. And so let's see if that continues. I think it will. And let's see what they get back. You know, if they don't get anything for Jimmy Garoppolo, Eric, then you know, you, you're, you're on the right track. If, if they do get something back for Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe it ends up working out. Um, but I definitely think what they wanted to do this offseason was torpedoed by some of the things that, you know, happened with other players getting available. As Zach Francisco says, long as Jimmy don't end up in Seattle, I'm good. We don't need him giving away our secrets to cheat Carroll. Yeah, I don't really want to see Jimmy ending up in Seattle, even though I believe the 49ers can absolutely still beat a Jimmy Garoppolo-led Seattle Seahawks team. I just don't want to see him up there with, um, Pete Carroll, you know, chewing his gum and and all that. That's not something I want to see. Let's go ahead and send him to Carolina. Let's send him to New York. Let's get him somewhere else. And with the news about Deshaun Watson, you know, potentially being suspended for the year, it looks like Cleveland's going to stick with uh, Baker Mayfield, which means May Baker Mayfield may not be available out there on the open market, which could be good for the 49ers moving Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Don Vell says, I still think the Niners draft for players to sit. They really don't like to start rookies. It could be. I know a lot of people have talked about that with Kyle Shanahan, that he doesn't like to start rookies. He likes them to be able to develop. And along the offensive line, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm okay with the draft and development model because eventually you have to replace the guys that are ahead of them. So I think that's what they're trying to do. And I think they did believe that they were going to have Alex Mack for two years. So that's why they didn't go ahead and get some of the centers that were in the draft last year. Because I think they believed they were going to have Mack for two years. And in that case, you could have drafted someone this year like they did, and he could develop under Alex Mack. That got moved up a little bit. Uh, Jimmo Gorillo says, love Trey, still glad he sat. He also had a messed up finger. I'm glad he sat too. I think he's going to be better and better. Um, and I, I think that's something that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, BB50 says, how did Burford and Zakel look at OTAs? Aunt? Um, from all reports, they've looked good. You know, they look, they look smooth and they're figuring out the position, but both are in a huge transition. They're both moving to the interior offensive line from tackle. And so I think that we have to give them time to be able to develop. The one thing that they've done with Burford is play him at right guard. And with Zakel, they've been playing him at left guard. And Zakel is a guy that could end up playing center, but we haven't seen that transition yet. So it is a lot easier to play guard than it is to play center. So early on, I, I think they're taking a look at him there. We'll see now with the Alex Mack news, if they officially start giving Zakel reps on the interior at the center position. Right now, they've been going with Brendel. They've been going with Keaton Sutherland and then Donovan West. They Those are the three guys that have been getting reps at the center position. I'm looking forward to Zakel potentially moving into that role. It was something that 
you know, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan talked to him about on draft night. I don't think they would have been open about that, you know, position change him going all the way to center if they didn't believe that was a possibility. I think they want him to be the they wanted him to be the understudy to Alex Mack. Uh, they know Alex Mack isn't coming back now. Mikel's going to be in the competition. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But I do like both of those guys. They've been looking good in OTAs. And I think they're going to look even better, you know, when we get to training camp. I think they're two exciting players the 49ers have drafted. Uh, two of the better offensive line prospects they've got in a while. Uh, Donald Johnson says, I don't care if Jimmy Giggy goes to the Seahawks, Niners, uh, linebackers. Uh, we'll get, get hit INTs. I, I think that's what's kind of going on through. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not worried about that. Is is, is um about that potential either christopher blankenship says right now who would you say you start at center out of the players we have right now i would say it would be jake brendel uh the reason i say it would be jake brendel is because i want to leave daniel brunskill a guard because i want jalen moore to have to beat him out i think daniel brunskill right now is our best option at guard unless Moore can beat him out and in that case uh then brunskill is available uh blankenship says brunskill and you know brunskill has experience uh but i think that if you go with a brendel at center with Nick Zakel backing him up or one of these young players, I would go with Zakel. Allow Zakel to compete for the job. If Brendel beats him out, you know, then you roll with that until Zakel's ready to roll. Uh, but I think you want to make sure you have competition. You're not just giving, you know, a job to Jalen Moore. I mean, you could go in with, you know, the two young guys, Moore and uh, Banks at the guards. Uh, if you're moving Brunskill to center, I mean, it could be Brunskill. I'm not going to go ahead and say it isn't. Um, but my my natural inclination is that it's going to be Jake Brendel until somebody beats him out. And if Jalen Moore's ready to go at guard, then Brunskill might be available earlier than uh, most anticipate. And maybe it is Brunskill. I just didn't like what we saw in 2020 from Brunskill. I didn't think um, that he made that he played so much better than what Jake Brendel's going to be able to do. So I think I'm in a more natural position for Brunskill is guard compared to center. Center is really difficult. It's hard to go from guard to center than it is to go from center to guard. Uh, Grish says, in most cases, rookie offensive linemen start day one. If you look around the league, I think Alex Mack's situation addition by subtraction. Yeah, offensive linemen drafted in the, the first three rounds are normally put in there early on. Um, it doesn't mean that has to be the staple, though. That doesn't mean that has to be how it goes. You can definitely develop these guys through time, especially when you have players like Lakin Tomlinson you know, ahead of them. Lakin Tomlinson, such a good player that when you have somebody like that, you might draft these guys and stash them uh, because you don't have those needs. I mean, when you're drafting offensive linemen and playing them right away, it means you had a need. Warriors didn't have a lot of needs along the offensive line. You could argue potentially a, a competition between Brunskill and Banks last year. But other than that, there wasn't any holes they needed to fill. And I think that's one of the things they've continued to do uh, is make sure there's not so many holes to fill and that they have guys available, you know, when these retirements happen. And um, that's why bringing back Brendel is important. Now he's a veteran in the room. It could be Brendel, it could be Brunskill. And I think one of the ways we're going to find out is what they do with Brunskill when we get into training camp. If they leave him at the guard spot, uh, then it's going to be uh, Jake Brendel that's going to be the answer. But we won't know until we get there. Unless Kyle Shanahan does us all a favor, which I don't expect him to do, and come out and just tell us what's up. Uh, Paul says, just don't release him till the last minute so the gun-chewing coach has less time to prepare. Uh, I think if they cut him, it would be the last minute. I think they would wait. Um, there's no reason to cut him early and release him before they have to. So I think they would wait. I think at this point, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo knows what's up. And I think the 49ers know as well. And they're going to try to move him still. They're going to wait till the last minute to possibly trade him. But if they have to, they will go ahead and release him and free up that $25 million because it has a ton of value to their football team and it has a, a lot of value to the future. Um, Christopher says, does the knee affect their decision? Doesn't he have tendonitis? Uh, however you spell it. Yeah, you're right. Right now, Daniel Brunskill is dealing with knee tendonitis. Um, they expect him to be fully ready to go, you know, for training camp, and they're just monitoring the situation right now. It does make me a little nervous anytime that you hear a need tendonitis. Uh, this has gotten to a lot of guys, and tendonitis is no joke. One of those things that just comes up, flares up, and it's hard to do things. So I think that could be a concern for them, but it wasn't enough of a concern not to bring him back. So the fact that they did bring Daniel Brunskill back, they had the option with him being a restricted free agent. They went ahead and paid him the $2.4 million to bring him back. And I think he's going to be competing somewhere. And if, if he's not competing at guard, it'll be center. And I think that's just um, one of the facts that Daniel Brunskill has so much versatility. You can use him in a lot of different ways. And that's the same thing with like a Nick Zakel. Nick Zakel can play any offensive line position. So that's something to remember when we're talking about if he's going to make the 53-man roster or not. His versatility could definitely be that. And Paul says, hey, Ant, doesn't the offensive line more than any other football group have to work in unison and work as a team? Yeah. 
uh, the offensive line, the chemistry in the field that they're going to have together, especially in a zone blocking scheme, um, they're going to have to move in unison. They have to work together when they're using their combo blocks, being able to push up to the second level. All those things uh, is is important for them to work and have chemistry. That's why Aaron Banks didn't get inserted into the starting lineup last year. The 49ers didn't want to upset that chemistry they had going on. So I think that that's something that you definitely need to develop during the during the training camp. And I think they're going to try to figure out who these offensive linemen are as far as starters early on. So that way they can build that chemistry and camaraderie with one another. Now, you do get used to playing if you rotate through with everybody on the team. Um, but there is more natural chemistry with the guys you're used to taking snaps with and, you know, play in and play out. Uh, San Francisco says, is D Ford next on the exit list? He could be. Um, I think they could slow play list. Let's see if, you know, they end up letting him show up, you know, to mini camp and seeing what he looks like there. They don't have to make a decision right away when it comes uh, to D Ford. The amount of money they're going to free up by releasing him is about $1 million. Uh, so they could do it if they end up needing that, if they end up needing that money. Um, so we'll see what happens with D Ford, but I don't know. I mean, could it now be time for them to make all these moves? It could. So be on D Ford, look out, be on watch. Um, we're going to be going live, you know, later tonight at five o'clock. Me and Alex will be on here talking about all the news and uh, 49ers things that are going on because it's just hap a lot's happening. So make sure you jump over for that as well. And I'm sure we'll be talking about D Ford because that's another big domino that could fall as far as um, freeing up a little bit more cap space. The 49ers have absolutely killed it as adding edge rushers. So they've definitely ensured themselves that they're taking care of in case D Ford is not available and eric dane says and do you think they're putting less priority on the o-line because they have the mobile quarterback uh taking over who is more capable of escaping the pass rush i think that could play into it but i think part of the reason that they're putting less emphasis on the offensive line is kind of the way that kyle shanahan has done this in general right when he came to the 49ers they had joe staley they had the the very secure left tackle they already had mike mcglinchey um so they had the book in tackles and we know that kyle shanahan values tackles the most in their center in the second year, they went out and they got the center that they needed to get and who they believed they needed to get in Weston Richburg and brought him in. And that's what they value third. So they felt like they had the three guys and then they could kind of just fluctuate different guys at the guard spots. They made an absolute excellent trade by breaking in Lakin Tomlinson, you know, a first round pick who the Minnesota Vikings had given up on. You go ahead and you slide him into left guard and all of a sudden you got a lot of first round talent on your offensive line. So I think they were excited about that potential, but I think right now what they're doing with Chris Forster and this 49ers offensive line is they're getting versatile players that they believe they can move throughout the offensive line. So I don't know if it's less emphasis on it entirely, and it is using less capital and less money uh, to fill that role and spending that money on more uh, explosive players in other areas, you know, skilled players. I think that might be the way Kyle Shanahan is going, but what they're doing is they're putting a value on guys who are very good in the run blocking area. Not surprising for Kyle Shanahan, right? run first offensive lineman is kind of how he's been happen, uh, taking care of it. And Draco says, what's your top trade or pickup for the 49ers next move? I think the main focus will be a lineman. And I think if they're going to make a, a signing or a trade, it would be for an offensive lineman. I think the most obvious choice now with Alex Mack retiring would, of course, be J.C. Treader, the free agent who used to be with the Cleveland Browns. To me, he makes the most sense and would be an absolute fit for Kyle Shanahan's system. The question is, do they want to pay that money? And at what time are they going to have the money to be able to make that deal? Uh, it'll have to wait until Jimmy Garoppolo potentially is off the books. When that happens is when Jimmy Garoppolo clears. We know Jimmy Garoppolo could get cleared sometime in late June, early July. That's the early report. So that's before training camp. I think they would love to bring in a guy then. But we'll see. We'll see if, if Treader's still available. We'll see if the 49ers are really interested in J.C. Treader. And at what point does J.C. Treader lower his number or lower his asking price as far as guaranteed money? I think those are some questions that we still have, and we'll potentially get those answers here in the in the coming future. Marvin Rose says the Niners were talking to I cannot read a defense uh, Kaepernick all along. He wanted to be released, and they obliged. Huh. So we're talking about Kaepernick again. Yeah, Kaepernick. Um, he he wanted to be released in that situation. He wanted to have the freedom to go another place. Uh, Kyle Shanahan didn't see him as a long term answer for the 49ers in his system, so we decided to go ahead and and see what could happen out there. Uh, Paul says, per SF Niners, Drake Jackson, Samuel Mack have signed the rookie deals. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're going to see now. The rookie deals are going to be done. Um, they're going to get a lot of these done. Drake Jackson, the big one, is a second-round pick. That's where most of the money goes to. The 49ers not having a first-round pick this year uh, means it's a lot of more affordable to sign their rookies than it has been in the past. 
So I think that these moves are going to get done. Alex and Max restructure definitely helped them have some of the money to be able to sign some of these draft picks. So they're definitely getting that going. And Ronnie Montoya says, does JC fit the scheme? Yes, 100% fits this scheme. He's an absolute slam dunk to fit what Kyle Shanahan likes to do on offense. That's why he makes the most sense. And the fact that he's still available and Kyle potentially needs a veteran center, uh, it, it just could be the stars aligning and the 49ers going out and getting a player like this. The question is, how much money does he want? I haven't heard how much he wants. It's been all quiet on him. I haven't heard a lot of conversation about him right now, you know, out there. So Treader's kind of sitting out there available. And I think the 49ers and in fans, especially as far as fantasy drafting wise, would love to have JC Treader playing for the 49ers. I wonder if 49ers brass feels the same way. They could. You always want to get better on your football team. And adding JC would make them a better football team. But how much money? And then uh, Grish says there will be more veteran offensive linemen will be released before the start of the season. May be able to get a veteran center before then. Yeah, you could. Uh, you definitely could. There could be got more guys released now. Now that we're into June 2nd, more players could be released. This is kind of the time when guys start getting moved on from, you know, famously Kurt Warner got released in 2004 on this, in this area. So more players could get released and the four years could go with a veteran center around then. You just wonder by then if they've decided that their veteran center that they're going with is Jake Brendel. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Ramon and uh, Emily Jones says, any word on McGlinchey extension? Haven't heard anything on McGlinchey's extension. I think that they're going to wait and see how McGlinchey looks. I do. I think if McGlinchey looks good early on in the season, I think they would approach him about an extension. I think, uh, you know, for the right amount of money, they'd be willing to bring Mike McGlinchey back. But it has to be the right amount of money. And I think that's one of the issues is how much money is he going to get paid? This year, he's really affordable. $10.8 million for Mike McGlinchey is a very affordable deal. Um, but I don't know if they're going to be able to sign him for, you know, anything close to that in the future. So I think when it comes down to it, they're going to wait, see how he looks, see how he feels, uh, and then make a decision on him. But I think he is going to hit the open market, or they'll try to sign him right before he hits the open market. So McGlinchey likes being in San Francisco. The 49ers definitely like him. They love the how good of a run blocker he is. They know what his weaknesses are in the past game, and they're willing to roll with those. And I think when you look at the way Kyle Shanahan builds an offense, McGlinchey does fit what they like to do. So we'll see. Did they already draft his replacement? Maybe. You know, maybe Jalen Moore or Spencer Burford could be his replacement. We'll see. I think they've definitely ensured in case he does leave that that could happen. Uh, Jim O'Grillo says, seen a few videos of players saying it was Chip Kelly's play calling. That was a problem. Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, maybe. I, I was a Cap fan. I did like Jimmy. Or I did like uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I had no problems with Colin Kaepernick. I went and watched uh, Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick's last game, you know, in Levi Stadium with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I went and watched that game. It was exciting. I had a really good time. And, you know, Colin was one of those guys. It was fun. He was out there, you know, Ka uh, Kaepernick and all that. So uh, Ronnie Montoya says, how many O-linemen do we carry into the season? Um, usually nine. Uh, the way that the rules work now, you're able to have a, an extra offensive lineman that can dress for football games. That allows you to have 48 players. Um, so I think that they will keep nine offensive linemen. I know Eric Branch from the San Francisco Chronicle had him keeping eight. I do believe, though, that they'll go nine. And so I think that's going to give some of these other guys an opportunity to make the team and how they keep some of these young guys on. Same same way they did with like Aaron Banks and Jalen Moore last year. Um, that's why I think those are going to be things that they're going to do. And and this offensive line has a lot of talent, um, but they have a lot of unnamed or unknown talent because they have a lot of young guys um, that they still have to get, you know, ready and, and willing to roll. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with Brunskill. That's the next domino to fall. Alex Mack was the first domino. With Alex Mack falling, now you have a better understanding of what they need to do at the center position. And I think after that, now it's going to be Daniel Brunskill. If Brunskill moves to center, there you go. Um, that, will, that will answer a lot of questions because then that means the right guard spot is an open competition between Jalen Moore, Spencer Burford, Colton McKivitz, uh, unless they have uh, McKivitz competing with Aaron Banks on the left side. But I think there are some, some options for the 49ers, and they did a good job of bringing in you know, two rookies this year that can definitely compete. So I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be one of those two guys, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. And what we don't know until we find out what's happening with Brunskill. Because if Brunskill plays at guard, it's it's going to be uh, Brendel or Zakel or Donovan West. So uh, I, I think that. Uh, and Grimace says, knew this was coming, not happy about it, but I knew. Yeah, I think that's how people are starting to feel. Recently, why would there be, right? That was one of the things that people kept coming into chat and saying, why would the 49ers not tell anyone? If they knew already that he was coming back, like, why did it have to be a secret? 
And I think that's one of the things that, you know, ultimately, it, that's what made sense. It, it shouldn't have been a secret if he was coming back. What was a secret was Alex Mack, when he was ready, was going to retire. And post-June 1 is is when things start to happen because that's when that money gets deferred to the next season. So uh, ultimately, this comes down. It's not a great situation for the 49ers, but the 49ers now, at least we have some clarity of what's going on in the offensive line, and we no longer have the question on Alex Mack, like, are you coming back? Are you not coming back? Um, Isco says, uh, 49ers did not prepare well for this. We don't know for sure, right? We don't. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh, with, if they bring in JC Treader, then they, Hey, they're, they're ready. They're locked and loaded. Um, but I do believe they drafted Nick Sakel with the, uh, with the thought process, he could eventually be the center. And if they believed always that Daniel Brunskill could be the, the next guy, um, then they are prepared. But if not, then you're 100% right. If if they don't think that those guys are ready, um, then you're right. You know, there there's a hole at the center position. Uh, they didn't fill it, and they didn't draft anyone high that they felt could take that role. Uh, Mr. Corey says, nothing surprising about this. It wouldn't have been drug out this long as if he was coming back. And Mr. Corey was one of the ones that was in chat that I was just referring to, always saying it didn't make sense. You know, why would they keep saying this? If he was coming back, why would they drag it out? Um, and so Mr. Corey has been very consistent with this and he was, he was right. So, uh, I think that's something that we just, we got to know. And, and, uh, Paul said, Kyle told us why he was, said it was up to Mac to announce it. Yeah. I, I mean, you want to let the player go ahead and announce it. It just, I think, you know, I think Kyle, that's what he said to the media was like, and you know, too, I think he was trying to kind of lead them like, Hey, you know, why we're waiting till after June. You know what I mean? So, uh, Grimace says Kyle's going to bring in a vet center for sure. He could, you know, and, the only way he's going to be able to do that is if he frees up some cap space. And the only way he can free up the amount of cap space he's probably going to need to sign a JC Treader is if Jimmy Garoppolo gets moved, Jimmy Garoppolo gets released. That's one of the, that's the only ways that he can free up enough space to bring in a JC Treader. I mean, he could bring in a more low budget center, um, but will everyone be happy with that? And will that person be a better option you know, on the open market? That's one of the things I'll look up um, before we do tonight's show. I'll look up the available centers on the open market so we can have a little bit of a bigger conversation about this uh tonight at five o'clock when me and alex go live to talk the latest 49ers news um and portolo says decent free agent vet centers available i am sure lynch already is making phone calls yeah i think so i think he's probably had phone calls the entire time i think they knew about mac uh so i think that with them knowing about mac they've probably made a lot of phone calls and put out a lot of feelers to these agents and players you know, if their availability and whether they'd be willing to come to San Francisco and what a contract, you know, structure could look like. I, I hope they've had conversations with J.C. Treader because I think that's a guy that, you know, everyone would like to have. And he's a definite upgrade over anyone they have on the roster. I don't think anyone can make an argument that J.C. Treader's not wouldn't be the best center on the San Francisco 49ers this year if they signed him. I mean, I think you could argue that if Alex Mack was still on the roster and you signed J.C. Treader, that Treader's the best you know, option for the 49ers to the center position. So uh, that would be a bang up move. And if they did that, wow, talk about taking this line to the next level. I think that would be exciting. Uh, and that would go ahead and stabilize this offensive line. I'd feel really good about it, knowing that we're going to have an absolute battle at right guard. And then Aaron Banks stepping in at left guard and potentially take over that role left by Lakin Tomlinson. Uh, hopefully we get the, you know, the potential that Aaron Banks has showed in college um, to go ahead and be on display when he gets out there in the starting lineup. Uh, Paul says they don't seem to be keeping Mac's uh, salary to sign Treader. Um, no, they don't. What they're doing is going ahead and taking care of some of the things they need to take care of. And really what it comes down to is that five, I think it was what, a little over $4 million they were able to free up uh, with this move uh, with uh, Alex Mack restructuring his deal before retirement. They, that's not enough money to sign Treader. Treader wants a pretty big deal and he wants to have a lot of guaranteed money. So I think that's something... You know that we're still gonna have to watch because I think Treader would be expensive. Could they get him on a one-year deal? Maybe, uh, but it might be smart for the four years to go ahead and lock him up for a few years because you do have a young, you know, quarterback right now that's gonna be at the helm and having a stabilizing force to the center position, somebody he can rely on. I think is important because he has to make all the all the reads. He has to be able to decipher, you know, when to slide protect and and when to move people and do all the protections. And it helps we have a veteran center who understands what the defense is gonna try to do. And that's one of the things Alex Mack did at a high level. And I think he really did help Jimmy Garoppolo in those areas. So I think it's important to have somebody there that can help, you know, Trey Lance along the way. 
you know, do they is Brendel that kind of guy? I don't know. I haven't heard a lot about Brendel. I know I watched him last year in training camp, and he did a pretty good job. Good enough that he was on the French to make the roster. We know he didn't make the top fifty three last year, um, but that's because they didn't have a center behind uh, Mac initially because Brunskill could be that center, so they had an emergency guy just in case. Mister Corey says. They have had a better plan for center than low draft picks, undrafted rookie free agents. They've known this was coming for months. I think they have known, and they've they've made as many moves as they can. And the move they could be waiting to do could be Treader, depending on the Jimmy Garoppolo money. But if not, they definitely have guys. You know, I mean, they have guys that can go ahead and, and get this done. So I think that they've been making moves. I just don't know if it's the moves that everyone wants to hear right now. And then... uh uh, Ronnie says they have a savings in Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. They do. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest moves that still needs to be made is the Jimmy Garoppolo move. You know, whether that's him getting traded, uh, him getting uh, released, that is going to free up the $25 million. That's when something big is going to happen. Um, and that, and that's a move that still needs to be made, and that could ultimately be when you find out who is the replacement um, for Alex Mack. So let's kind of go through this real quick. Alex Mack retires. That, that leaves a, a couple of things that we need to find out. That was the first domino to fall. Now we have to find out what's going on with Daniel Brunskill. Once we know what's going on with Brunskill, I think this offensive line starts to take shape. I thought during the week we really did get some clarification on Aaron Banks being the left guard. But I believe the left side of the line is taken care of with Banks and with Trent Williams. And then I think on the right side of the line, you have Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. And I know a lot of people still have a lot of questions about Mike McGlinchey's recovery. Uh, but the fact that he said he was a couple months ahead of schedule is making me very optimistic about him being able to play for training camp. And they said he could actually practice in OTAs right now if they needed him to, but why? So I think that those things make me feel good about the right tackle spot with him, all the while knowing that we got Daniel Brunskill uh, available in case we need him at right tackle, Jalen Moore, um, and uh, Skule as well. So I think they have some guys that can definitely get it done, and I think McGlinchey will be that guy. But now we have to wait on Daniel Brunskill. And if he moves to center, uh, then that leaves the door open for Jalen Moore to be the starting right guard. And I think in a world in which the 49ers drafted Jalen Moore and Aaron Banks in uh, 2021, and then they start in 2022, I think everyone would think that that was an absolutely great draft because you're getting two starters out of it out of the guard spots. Um, that would be great. That mean, I mean, Jalen Moore is a big physical athletic offensive lineman. He can really do it all. He can get to the second level. Uh, that's something he can do. He's a, a pretty good pass blocker as well. Um, the problems with him is going to be being able to move somebody off his spot. But if he got stronger, if he worked on honed his technique a little bit, uh, Forrester you know, potentially has this guy ready to go. And if he beats out Daniel Brunskill at the guard spot, that's a good situation for the 40. Uh, so I am a, I'm a little bit excited about some of these guys that they have. Uh, Mr. Corey says, I have questions about McGlinchey when he's even 100% healthy. That's fair. you know. And I think the, the questions for McGlinchey, though, it's always in the pass game. It always is. And when the run game is going really well, McGlinchey's at his best. That's when he does well in the pass as well because they're able to move the pocket. You know, they're able to run play action. They're able to get him moving laterally and going, you know, towards uh, defensive players. When he's in a traditional drop and he's in a traditional protection in that kick slide, that is where you see some of the weaknesses in McGlinchey's game. But I think the 49ers understood that when they drafted him, but they wanted to have an absolute you know, impressive right tackle in the run game. And he's one of the best to do it. I mean, he's really good at it. Um, and I think they know what they're getting from that. And Mr. Corey says, center and right tackle are the only spots I'm worried about. Um, right now, I I have some concerns about the guard spots, Mr. Corey. So um, the reason being, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better about Aaron Banks, but I haven't seen it yet. And I want to see it. Um, that's just my own, you know, opinion, but I want to see him do it. And then with, with right guard, you know, everyone talked about Daniel Brunskill last year. Well, if Moore's ready to take that spot, then that's good. That means that's an improvement. But we don't know that yet. Um, so we're going to have to see it. Uh, and I, I think that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. But I'm going to, I'm getting ready to, you know, to go ahead and, and shut this one down. I had a really good time talking about Alex Mack. It's unfortunate that Alex Mack is going to retire. So anyone that just came in, Alex Mack has decided to retire after 13 seasons in the NFL. Uh, it did answer the question about Mac, but now it brings up even more questions about this offensive line, especially Daniel Brunskill. So those are some things that we're going to be able to get into. We're going to be able to talk about J.C. Treader now. Is he an option for the 49ers? All the while, the 49ers are using that money uh, to sign their draft picks, as already uh, the SF Niners has reported they've signed Drake Jackson, 
know, and and Samuel Womack to their their rookie contracts. Um, so those are things that are gonna you know be happening. So I'm excited. Uh, and Grimace says left tackle is the only spot I'm not concerned about at this point. I think that's fair because there's no questions about um, Trent Williams and everywhere else you could have some questions about. And I think they're gonna have to go prove it on the on the team and on the on the field. And I'm hoping they can do it. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And Mr. Course is Aaron Banks and Jalen Moore are going to be studs at guards. I hope so. I would love that. Last year I was talking about that potential. I would love for that to happen. And that's exciting. Um, so thanks for everyone coming through. Thanks for the, the chat. It was really great. Hopefully you guys will come back at 5 p.m. Uh, to talk even more San Francisco 49ers news with me and Alex. But thanks for coming through for the breaking news of Alex Mack retiring. Uh, I hope you guys all have a really good day. I hope you, I see you guys at 5 o'clock. And uh, hope you stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers.